Welcome to Before the Business, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of entrepreneurs. My name is Craig Swiston. As Hawaii's highest rated coffee farm, Heavenly Hawaiian has a lot to celebrate. They've been growing premium Kona coffee since 1994. But their business is more than just great brews. They're a leading agro-tourist destination and also offer volunteer opportunities for people who want to live the coffee lifestyle. Please join me in welcoming CEO Bill Myers and Director of Customer Engagement, Alex Hollis. Hi, Bill and Alex. Thanks for doing this today. They say a great story always starts at the beginning. Bill, maybe give us a little bit of background on Heavenly Hawaiian, where you started and where you are today. Heavenly Hawaiians existed for 17 years, but in 2017, it reached sort of an inflection point. Um, For the first 12 years, we had just been producing coffee and selling it to distributors on the mainland and it ended up in coffee shops. And and there was a nice little business, but it was was stagnant. And about five years ago, um, I had the opportunity to get involved. So we essentially rebooted the business. And we pivoted to a different model. It's an agritourism model where we bring people to our farm. We uh, try to give them a very good experience with coffee so that they understand as much as they want to about coffee and deliver to them the best coffee we possibly can and create an experience that they'll remember. Um, our, the goal here was to not just to reboot the business and create a good business, but to remind people what business can be. And our model was basically to create a really great product and then couple it with world-class service so that people literally would, would enjoy the coffee more because of the service that surrounded it. So what prompted that change five years ago? Was the business struggling or was this just something that you felt you wanted to do to change things up moving forward? Oh, no, the business was doing fine. The business was making a little bit of money every year. It was turning a profit every single year. Um, so it could have gone on indefinitely in that model. But it wasn't doing anything other than producing coffee. It wasn't employing. It wasn't employing very many people. It wasn't providing an experience for anyone. It wasn't bringing joy to people, and that's sort of what we wanted to do. So we took a risk. We pivoted the business first to an agritourism model, and then strictly to a retail model of sales. We don't sell uh, to distributors anymore our coffee. The shift worked by raising the standards of customer service. We are now the highest rated coffee farm by every metric in not just Kona, but in all of Hawaii for customer service. That, we take a lot of pride in that, but that's foundational for our business. We wouldn't want to exist if we couldn't do that. Alex, maybe take us through what customer service means from a heavenly Hawaiian perspective. We, we greet people the moment that they arrive and we stay with them the entire time that they're here. We make sure that people understand and have this education and base and, and kind of understanding of what we do here. We started to treat people the way that they're supposed to be treated when they come to visit a luxury location, a specialty location. And by doing that, that allows for us to create this amazing relationship with them that they carry home. They have an amazing experience here and they carry that home with them. We, we view the people who come as friends, that are, as people who are going to become our friends. We're shooting for very high-end customer service. Now, you have to have a great product. And we, we right now have the highest rated coffee in Kona and Hawaii just this year. We, we were voted the best. Um, so it's good to have a great product, but the customer service is what we wanted to achieve. We wanted to cr- achieve this, this masterclass experience, and we're constantly working to improve it. So do you have a sense as to how many customers are buying Heavenly Hawaiian coffee because they've had this experience and how many are buying it maybe just because it's great coffee? So we, we survey our customers all the time. Yes. And the latest survey, we asked how they heard about us and what they liked most. 
the people who uh, buy from us have have heard about us either by visiting the farm as a result of some rating that they've they've seen or by a referral from someone else who has had our product or visited the farm. Everybody spends money on marketing. We don't spend money on marketing. We rely entirely on organic reviews and on our customers. So obviously referrals from existing customers is a fantastic way to grow the business. Alex, what are some of the other things that you're looking at to grow Heavenly Hawaiian right now? Kona actually only produces about 1% of all of the coffee in the entire world. Um, so it's a very, very small amount. So we are limited in that sense. So one of the other ways that we've actually helped to try to grow our business is not only by growing in, pro- in physical products like coffee or something like that, um, but we're, we're growing in terms of experiences. So not only do we offer you know, our regular coffee tour, um, but we're starting to offer some new coffee experiences because a lot of people that come straight to the source Um, I mentioned earlier that a lot of people are wanting to learn more about the origins of things or like how to produce something best. Um, During the pandemic, a lot of people um, really wanted to know like how to make stuff. Like I got really into baking and a lot of people got really into, you know, craft beers or whatever else. So so people really got into craft coffee during the pandemic. And so we've started offering a, uh, a workshop on how to brew your best cup of coffee. We started offering a how to roast coffee. Um, So not only are we creating these new products that we have to offer our our farm, but we're expanding in a new way and trying to branch off by creating new experiences for people um, here on our farm. Let's pause for a second and take it back to the coffee. Uh, If somebody says, I want to try a Heavenly Hawaiian coffee, is there sort of an entry point, a go-to, the best-selling coffee that people would look at as as sort of their entry point? We call it Kona Silk. It's coffee that's produced by the... uh, the tree that is most common throughout Kona, we process very carefully, we roast it um, in a very gentle way, and it produces our by far best-selling coffee, the highest rated coffee. Now, and it's also for Kona affordable. Now, people who buy Folgers are not going to view Kona coffee as affordable, but um, Kona Silk is going to be one of the more affordable uh, entry points for Kona coffee. The other place for someone who wants to just dive in and experience the very best, this year, the very best was, a, um, according to the Hawaii Coffee Association and, and the Kona, Kona Coffee Council, was um, our Kona Geisha Champagne. It's a naturally processed coffee, which means that the, uh, the coffee is dried within the fruit, so it picks up a fruitier taste. And it's, it's really quite extraordinary, both in taste and in cost. I don't know if this sort of question is, which one of your children do you love the most? But Alex, do you have a favorite coffee that you're producing at uh, Heavenly Hawaiian? So I am actually um, part of the first group of um, the workstate program that came through the farm. And uh, well, Bill just couldn't get rid of me. So um, <laughs> I didn't want to leave. Um, so uh, so he hired me on actually as, uh, as full-time staff here. And I've been here ever since. But while I was part of the workstate program, I actually spent a lot of time out in the trees. I have a favorite section I'm sure to this day still contains my literal blood, sweat, and tears. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so those trees are, of course, my favorites. Um, it's actually a, a coffee um, that's a, a little bit unique to us. Some people in Kona grow it, um, but it's actually a variation on a typical tree. Um, it's called a Progeny 502, um, and it is an absolutely de- delicious coffee, um, a little bolder, a little stronger than the silk. It's going to be a little similar, um, but it's going to have a little bit more of a malty flavor to it that I really love. So I also love the Geisha Champagne. Don't get me wrong. It's just the bold is my tried and true. So those are my babies. <laughs> so Bill, I mean, that's a perfect introduction. Can you describe what the Workstay program is? Our, our um, Workstay program is probably the most important single thing we've done in the last five years. The idea is to, is to bring a small group of people, usually eight to 12 people, 
onto the farm to participate in, in all of the activities of the farm and also to have time to visit and see Hawaii. So they, people come and they end up working about four days a week and three days a week they, they have free to explore the islands. In return for their work, they receive room and board and access to you know, uh, automobiles and um, they're essentially taken care of. And during the three to six months that those people stay here, they not just get to learn about the um, uh, about the island, but they get to sort of understand the way we're trying to build business, the way we're trying to do it. So they a lot, an awful lot of times, they leave understanding the business doesn't have to be what they see every day on television. They also bring an enormous amount to the farm. We, for example, when we um, five years ago, we did not have a coffee shop on the farm until one of our workstay people said, you know, what I've always wanted to do is build a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. So we worked with her and she built a coffee shop. And now we have the Konolani coffee shop, which is, you know, um, uh, it's been around for three years and is integral to the operations here. Mm -hmm. And people love it. So Alex, obviously you were part of the first workstay program. Can you maybe just briefly describe that experience for you and what you've taken away from that? Um, I came here about four years ago. Um, and, uh, my entire goal was to work in coffee. So this was the perfect opportunity for me to be able to come out, uh, learn about coffee. And then, um, as I said, if the goal was to work in coffee, getting hired on as, you know, one of the managers here has been, been absolutely incredible. So not only have I had a chance to, you know, watch the business grow from when I first got here, but also to be able to watch it grow now into, into what it is today and, um, and to see the farm as, as what it is today and con continue growing and, um, add on new things to the farm as well. So, so Bill, where did the idea to run the business this way come from? And maybe why do you see this as a better way to run the business? Well, let me tell you a story. Um, uh, we all know that at the beginning of the pandemic, everything was uncertain. No one knew what was going to happen. The first thing we did, um, uh, and this is living Ohana. This is, this, is, this is what you do when you live Ohana. Our business, the, all visitors to the island stopped. So our entire business local business shut down. That's more than half of the business. All right. So what most businesses did was they cut back expenses, they cut back staff, they sort of hunkered down and they, they, they prepared to ride it out. We didn't do that. We didn't let a single person go. We kept our full complement of staff on board. And we didn't only do that. We shut down all of our, um, uh, we had had Airbnbs um, and rental housing on our property. We shut it all down and we invited everyone to move on to the property so that everyone would be safe. We provided board for everyone on the property, everyone that, that did move on. And almost everybody did move on. We kept them employed and we kept having them earn money. Now, everyone took, everyone agreed. We had a, we had a meeting and everyone agreed that in order to keep everyone on board, we'd have to, everyone have to take a small pay cut and not a single person said that they wouldn't do it. Everyone did it. And they, we wrote out the pandemic together. They, we went through all of this together and now they, they understand in a real way as we, they understand that we, we've got their back and, and. We understand that they've got ours, but it's not just the employees. So during the pandemic, right away, it hits. Everybody's afraid of their money, right? The, the resource, nobody's got resources. So people started to drop out of, this, out of our coffee club, the subscription service, where people have coffee sent to them um, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. I don't think the middle of a, of a shared crisis is the time for people to have to sacrifice little pleasures they have in life. Mm -hmm. So at the, what we decided to do was anyone who couldn't afford it, we'd keep sending them the coffee for free. And that's yep. what we did. We sent coffee to every one of our subscribers for free that needed it. A few of them couldn't believe they thought it was a scam. They couldn't believe we were actually doing this. But most of the people understood because they knew us that this made sense, that this is the way we wanted to run business. And those folks 
as the, the loyalty those folks have shown back when they were able to, not a single one took advantage of us. Every single one came right up back on board as soon as they could. And our drop-off rate for subscriptions then, nobody stopped. We, it's what got us through. The fact that we made that, that we didn't do it for this purpose, but the fact that we did it, um, people just, they stuck with us. And that's how, having lost half of our business on the island, that was our remain, we kept half of our business completely intact. Um, and that got us through the pandemic. So it's, it, it's when you hear it said all the time that you can do well by doing good, it's true. So what's the next step for Heavenly Hawaiian and your business evolution? What are you, what are you working on now that you want to share with people? What we have just done is we've, we've established a coffee lab to um, experiment with coffee. We've been developing for a little bit. We, we've been doing this for a little time, but we've just gone formal with it. And we came out with our first version. It was, it's called Kona Ikigai. Ikigai is a Japanese word that sort of means the reason you get out of bed in the morning. We took our typical coffee. We processed it in a, um, for three years in a honey fermentation process, mm-hmm. which is extremely unusual and proprietary. No one else has it. And we produced, we produced this coffee. It placed in the top 10 in the latest competition. When we put it up for sale, we only produced, we only produced less than 100 pounds uh, because it was an experiment. It sold out within a week. The Geisha coffee was the most expensive coffee we had. This is now the most expensive coffee yes. we have because it's actually very, very expensive to produce. We're, we're looking at ways to experiment and create new coffees like this. So Alex, how do people follow you? How do people find you? They want more information about uh, Heavenly Hawaiian or the work you're doing in the lab. What's the best way for them to get that information? We do have an online presence. Um, Not only um, are we working on developing a new um, program to try to share some coffee knowledge, um, but we also share coffee knowledge primarily through our Instagram account at Heavenly Hawaiian Coffee. So do you take cream or sugar in your coffee? So... We're, we're definitely what you could call coffee snobs. <laughs> However, we don't judge the way you drink your coffee is the way you drink your coffee. So if you enjoy it with a little cream or sugar every once in a while, this is your personal meditation. However, and, if you're drinking good Kona coffee, you should try it without cream and sugar first. Yes. And we, we will promise not to make fun of you if you use cream and sugar in, in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> After you leave, you know, no, all bets are off. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time today. If you like listening to the origin stories of entrepreneurs, please continue to rate, review, and share the podcast with your family and friends. For more origin stories, check out the full collection at beforethebusiness.com.